Baseball's back, baby. And we're here to talk about it. So the lockout's finally over. And oh, that's how you're starting the podcast. Oh, yeah. Why not? I thought you were going to mention no, that no, season two. No, welcome to season two of the <laughs> Diamond po- Podcast. 1.5. You know, we got to wait till college you're, ends. You're, you're with Mason, Matt, and Jake here. Hey, you know? I was Because Matt's that. actually here, you know? <laughs> hey, it was just one point in season one where I couldn't make a couple. Uh, I've been here. One point. It was four episodes. <laughs> it was like two. This dude. I'm sorry. I went to uh, on vacation. Yeah. Yeah, for like the eighth time in fucking Whatever. nine weeks. Uh, so he's a rich aunt. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, but lockout's over. Baseball's finally back, and kind of just a new episode. Probably won't have one for a couple weeks because somebody has to go back to fucking school. Uh, you know, you know how it is. Yeah, I mean you don't because you're, uh, you know, not I'm, in, go- I'm not, in, not going to school. I'm in the working force. <laughs> yeah, so. you know, yeah. What does Matt do? I'm just taking class at Bay. <laughs> same old, same old. Uh, you're, oh, you are back at Bay. That's good. But, yeah. So, lockout's over. Band shift. A lot of stuff we talked about that we, t- like, they were talking about editing or possibly adding. Uh-huh. Ended uh, shift. Uh, implemented the DH. Universal DH. 12-team playoff. I do like that. Oh, Universal DH. That's like that was like your hot topic. It was. I, I, I just did, like to I, stir the pot. I, I actually like. I like it. I mean, I'm fine with it. <laughs> yeah. What's your opinion, Matt? Do you like? I mean, do you like we, Universal? We had a heated debate last year about this, and for every like two good pitchers that hit, like Jacob Degrom or Zach Greinke, you got pitchers that can't even bunt the ball. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean. I think the Universal DH helps so many different players too, like like Kyle Schwarber, Castellanos, so that they're not like limited to the American League teams now. Um, I, I don't know. I, I just think it's a good thing for baseball. Yeah, I I like to stir the pot, and I find it funny that you guys truly, like I kind of believed myself, but at the same time, I'm the person that wants 100% offense all the time, and you guys didn't question it at all. So after the whole ace <laughs> thing, he wanted me to team up against you. And then the next, oh, then the next podcast, this he just said like, something outrageous, and I just couldn't. The, the, yeah, this is like the running thing: is me and Matt are always teaming up on Jake, and oh, we've we've even me and Jake have teamed up on Matt some, but I haven't been teamed up on yet. Hey, so, I like to Jake, play, I like to play yeah. devil's advocate. It's one of my favorite hobbies. Jake just always says something outrageous, and I just can't agree with it. Oh my god! Yeah. No, I'm turning a new leaf this season. I'm actually going to use my head. Really. Probably not, yeah, but I'm going to try. That's what I it's like my, what is it, when you give something up for Lent? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try. So as I told them before we started, we got some breaking news. Uh, Chris Bassett has just been traded to the Mets. Okay. What do you guys think of that? <sighs> Pain. You didn't say what for, but I think. It didn't say it in the thing. I think Either a, way, I think it's a I, win. Yeah, it's a, it's a good call. I think, you know, like I said, he's a free agent after the year, so I'm sure it's just maybe one or two, like, maybe one high-end prospect, but that's about it. I wouldn't even see high-end prospect. He's going to be a free agent. But the Mets are going all in right now, so. I know, but you got to remember, Cohen's not an idiot either. That's he, yeah. Well, the... he probably gave a mid-tier prospect and considerations or a player to be named later, but if he's going to be a free agent, he's not going to be like, oh, I'm going to way overspend for him. Yeah, but, I suppose, like you said, Bassett, he's not like a superstar pitcher, but he's, he's definitely very, a really very good, good pitcher. Yeah, good starter. 
Um, he was definitely the best pitcher on the A's last year until they got hurt. Yeah, and but. they've got a couple good good people in their rotation. Mm-hmm. Like, Sean is on the market, I guess. So, we'll see where he ends up. Because yeah. he's a free agent after mm-hmm. year also. No, as the A's mm-hmm. usually do, cleaning house. <laughs> yeah, still wouldn't, though. Hey, do you yeah. think they're going to re-sign Chapman? Because he hasn't been so. good, like amazing the past couple of years. But I think they could get him on a deal. And that's right up the A's alley. They're like, oh, I mean, yeah, well, we got this guy? Enough, they probably would, but. I don't know. And well, we, even like with Matt Olson, I think, I think Nationals, please. I think the Freddie Freeman, wherever Freddie Freeman goes, I think that's going to decide where Matt Olson goes if he stays or if they trade him. Because if, because if he goes to, if he stays, say he stays in Atlanta, Dodgers. the Dodgers are going to want to trade for Matt Olson. Yeah. But I think it's literally between those two teams because if they, if the Braves lose out on Freddie Freeman, they're going to be like, okay, we need a first baseman ASAP. They're not going to move. Austin Riley to first because he's a good third baseman. They're going to be like, hey, he's on the market. He's not too expensive. He's on a decent contract. Let's get him. And I think that's my most, I think the, like the closest outcome I can think to reality. I think the only other team that's really in the conversation is obviously the Yankees because it's the Yankees. But yeah. at the same time, you got Luke Voigt. Luke Voigt, who was pissed when they got Rizzo last year. So, yeah. you know oh, what I mean? Yeah. And Voigt's so, been a really good you know, first baseman. But he's had a, he's had injury hitter. problems. Voigt That's is problem. a true Yankee. Just like that arrogant, like, no, I don't want anybody else. Yeah. Like, just, I don't like that guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but my, if, if it were up to me, Matt Olson would be on the Nationals right now. But it's not, so... Jake also wants to remind everyone every time he sees us that the Nationals have won the last real World Series. Oh, yeah. I'm not impressed. A full, 100, <laughs> a full 162 game season. I They're just built different. But yeah. I mean, they completely are built different now for losing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, how about uh, Max Scherzer signing with the Mets? One two rotation of him and Jacob DeGrom. Beautiful. That's, I love that, it. That's got to be one of the nastiest one-two combos baseball's ever probably seen. You know, not only was my heart ripped out at the trade deadline, but then it was stabbed in front of me when he signed with the Mets. Well, everyone thought he was going to go back to the Nationals. So did I. I was one of those. I am people. <laughs> but no, I saw him sign with the Mets, and I'm like, fuck, here we go. And then they just kept adding players, and I'm like, no, please. The Mets are supposed to not be smart, not be good, like. That's not a good offseason. They were, they were my dark horse last year, and it's kind of cool that they kept building off of like what I saw as a good good quality team. Got Starling Marte. No. As a baseball fan, though, very excited to watch the Mets. They're gonna be fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they want, like once, I mean, I expect them to make the postseason, and uh, I mean, they're gonna. Well, be, that's what we've expected gonna, the past five years too. That, that's true, but they also <laughs> haven't had the pitching, any pitching really behind the yeah, crowd. With their, that was like the main problem is like they have a one win in the series, mm-hmm. and then like they don't know what like, to do from there. Their rotation now they got Degrom at one, Scherzer at two, Bassett. either Bassett or Tejon Walker at three and four. And don't they like, still have Carrasco too? Uh, having, having I don't Bassett know. as a three though is like. Very good. Pretty wild. <laughs> like that's a big turnaround from having nobody behind. Oh, the and then Grom to have they have four guys that are. Stro- did Stroman resign? No, he went to the Cubs. He went to the Cubs. Well, I mean, you lose out on Stroman, you get Bassett. So, and Scherzer, I guess that's fair. <laughs> but no, the Mets are going to be good, and then they got 
one I think my favorite signing was Mark Canna from the A's. Yeah, he's a really good. He's so like he could play everywhere. He is a really good bat. Former Rule Five guy. <laughs> Just like your friend there down in Detroit. You. <laughs> but uh, no, Mark Canna was one of my favorite signings before the lockout and i just i saw it and i'm like well he's about to blow up and be a marquee name in the league now because nobody cares about the a's (laughs) 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 but no the mets had a really good offseason but what about another team with a really good offseason Corey seager and marcus Semyon going to the rangers yeah, that that also made me mad because I wanted Marcus Simeon to stay with the Blue Jays, but wasn't in the cards. No, he, the, the Rangers they spent a lot of money on those those two guys, and you know deservedly so. Both of them had huge years last year. Well, Simeon more than Seager, but Seager's just got so much potential with that. Yeah, he's gonna be good. Seager's always really serviceable. And like he just gets the job done, he'll bat like 270, 280, hit you 30 bombs in a healthy season. Just a really good player, I think. What I, what I like about it too, though, is I feel like the Rangers are kind of like the Tigers, where they were really good around the same times, and then you know they've been on hard times lately. But I like that their owner was willing to go out and spend some money. Yeah, no, because it's not like teams you see they're like always just on the cusp. But they don't want to go spend the money. Nice to see an it's, owner spending money when that's the whole problem with the MLB and what we got to lock out. Yeah. And why this whole shit show started. <laughs> First of all, it's good, good to say that there was one uh, like owner out there that yeah, was like, the, like reasonable. I'll spend it. First of He's all, like, yeah, sure. A winning game. <laughs> Rob Manfred, worst commissioner in sports. Oh, my God. Second of all, freaking owners, man. Well, the owners. It's. Like a true rivalry, each on the other side, it's always the enemy. So, anything you hear them say, they're like, "Well, I'm gonna get gypped somehow." No, then they come back or they come back with something, and the other guys are like, "Well, no, you're probably gonna try to screw me up somewhere down the road." What I can't believe about like the agreement was that the players went against the um, players' association board because all so the board was eight to zero on not like on not having not accepting the thing. Than all the other players that are within the association, it was like twenty six to twelve at MLB. Yeah, which is crazy. Like I'm like I was watching MLB Network and they're like, I've, we've never heard of this. Them going against like what no, the board says. That's actually player. in the meetings the, and stuff like that. The players, they really wanted it, and they tried everything they could, and I think they got the best deal. Well, we say that now, but best deal possible. But who knows? A couple months down the road, something else is going to pop up, and yeah, it's going to be an issue. I think a lot of like the players were just ready to get back to baseball. Yeah, I mean, a lot yeah. of a lot of the people on the players' association boards aren't necessarily the high-paid players. They're the guys that are making like maybe one to two million a year, so they mm-hmm. need all the money. They yeah, can get. like it's not like at, like all the Max Scherzer type guys that are making like twenty-five to thirty million a year. Not all of them are on the board, so. A lot of the underpaid guys, you know, they need they need to get back to work so that they can make their money. Yeah. No, I'm just happy it's over. Now, should we dive into 
some of the rules before we, or the some of the changes before we move on to more free agent signings. Yeah. What, what do you guys think about the ban on the shift? Like it. I'm I like, like it. I, that's me. Like me and Mason were talking before this. We're both kind of torn on it. Like my take on it is like, I still don't know how, how you reward someone that can't hit the ball the opposite way. Well, so that there still is outfield shift, right? Yeah. It's so just infield. like, it's just infield. So I, I think that's fine. I think that's good. Cause like, if the outfield wasn't going to be moving, like, oh, then they're screwed. That would be stupid. Like that would just it's, yeah, create it's... a problem, like for pitchers in general. But shift, shifting the infield before just kind of made a lot of the like super pull happy hitters try and hit home runs. So that was kind of like decent for the MLB in a way too. But also mm-hmm. strikeouts were going but, up because of it. Though. Yeah, good for pitchers. Like <laughs> I, good for good for the stat sheet. I like it. <laughs> my take on it is yes, you do need to know how to hit it to all fields. But if you barrel one up right up the middle you're still out because there's a shift on you and you got a guy always behind second base. Oh, I don't know. I, I, I have a problem with it just because like if you literally have all the infielders on one half of the field and you still can't hit it yeah, anywhere on that side but on just the ground. Imagine, like, imagine that's just, you're, that's not good. say you're Joey Gallo and the pitchers know you, so they're just going to throw as hard as they can right at your hands and as close to inside as they can get, you don't really have an option with pitchers throwing harder unless you really get your hands in and really see it. It's kind of hard to put it the other way. The, mo- the most elite hitters can go inside out, and they're supposed to be the most elite, like elite hitters in, in all the sports, so that's kind of like why they get paid that shit ton of money. And if you can't like learn how to do that, then that's a problem also. I guess but the only thing I would say, like, if they kept the shift, like, I think one change that they could have made was just not having like the second or third baseman going into short right field. I mean, I think that would yeah. that'd be a lot better because, like, you don't really you don't really care about make, the right-handed batters when they shift the right-handed batters because you don't have someone in left field. Make you know the I mean? infielders stay yeah. in the infield. Yeah. Like, yeah, that that was dumb. Yeah, like I, I think that would be if they wanted to keep the shift. I think that was the only option that they could do because, like, like we said, like. If you can't hit the ball the opposite way, like I don't know, you just shouldn't. Yeah, you you should. Be, you're, you're you're in the MLB for a reason. Yeah, you know, make your money and fucking hit it to the other side. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how else to say that. But, but it's all like, but it's just not fair. Like if you're left-handed batter and you hit the ball, that would go through the hole, and you they have someone in right field standing there to grab it. Like yeah, taking away so many base hits, just doing that. No, but I think it will help with. Uh, growing the game and like getting people interested again because half the game with the shift it's ground ball right into it out nobody's running anything out everybody's trying to hit home runs to see the strikeout ground out and you'll get an occasional blooper here and there or just a solid hit but i i think it'll be more often now than what it has been well, and then they banned the shift, but they didn't really say parameters on it. So I don't, I don't know how much like infielders are still going to be moving. You yeah, know? because like, cause you do that normally. Yeah, if you're an infielder, so like 
I don't know what the I think, restriction I, is on. I have a feeling you like just where, can't where shortstop can end up for a lefty or. I think they just. It's probably going to be like second the base, base, the base like, on. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I would think because you like, have your quadrant or whatever of yeah. the infield, and you have to stay in it or something. Because obviously, if there's like a left-handed batter, the shortstop's going to shade towards second base just naturally. Like we've yeah. mm-hmm. we've done it we do that. since high school yeah. baseball, and you don't shift in high school baseball. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just think it's like. I think there's probably got to be a fine line between what's normal and what's like overdoing it. Yeah, yeah. overdoing just, it is putting all fucking seven fielders available, literally in between second and first. But is it like, is it going to be a situation where we get like shortstops like basically standing on second base and like, you know, because for some guys it's still going to be helpful to literally yeah. put that guy up the middle. Like, yeah, it just makes sense. No. And like, is is the umpire gonna stop? Be like, oh, you gotta move over there. <laughs> Shade it that way again. <laughs> like, what? see how I think it's gonna be because, like, you watch some of these pull happy guys. You'll see the first baseman like on first. Then you'll see the second baseman, the third baseman taking away that middle and shortstop up the middle. So, I think with um. Um. Oh, it was just a Chris Bassett wow. notification, but now you only have two infielders per side, so you won't have. You'll still have a gap in between the second baseman and the shortstop to hit it through, and not. Well, you know, like you'll have a little, at least a bigger gap than you had before. So pitch clock, it's uh nineteen second. Wait, no. Is it nineteen? It's I think it's nineteen seconds with people on base, and then fourteen seconds when, when no one's on base. What do you guys think of that? Um, I enjoy it. Like I don't love it, but it will speed up the game. And if you look at it from a viewer standpoint, it will keep the game fast paced, so to say. But I could also see it being kind of like a learning curve for the first couple of weeks because. Sometimes you got pitchers that wait a long time before they throw the ball in between pitches. And so some batters are going to like try to speed up everything and try to compensate for that. But I, I think like, so I, I like it in the fact that it's going to speed up the games and stuff. But the thing I don't get about it is um, say you're in like a, say you're in a big time situation, say bottom of the ninth, you know, Two O yeah or whatever, and uh, what happens if you have or take too much time base the load or whatever? Like mm-hmm. obviously they're gonna want like to figure out what's the best pitch available in the situation. Yeah, and another thing I think the pitch class gonna do is gonna tire out the pitchers more. So then there's gonna be more hanging pitches. Yeah, and people are you know gonna take advantage of it. So yeah. there's like pros and cons to it, but like I think this I think the first year is gonna be a big adjustment period because like I. 14 seconds is a lot of time. You basically got to catch the ball, be on the mound, and then look at the signs. Otherwise, you're going to only have to be able to put mm-hmm. one sign down. You got to, like, 14 seconds, like, if you think about that, and, like, pitchers are going to get start getting faster, hitters are going to get pissed. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it, it's creating a, a weird dynamic yeah. between how fast is too fast and, like, how slow is, like, 
speed like slowing it down too much yeah well that's the thing too like i feel like a lot of the like some of the pitchers are definitely slow but i think the batters slow down the game more than anything because they're adjusting their gloves time like i feel like it goes it's a both-way street but i think the pitchers are getting punished for it yeah seager that video where he's grabbing his jock (laughs) 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 hold it up he's like you just wait a second and he's It's like it's like wow. No, yeah. but stuff I, like that happens, and it's like the pitcher can't do anything. But like, like as a Tigers fan, Victor Martinez was the slowest motherfucker. <laughs> like, oh my god, the dude was just not getting the box. <laughs> no, I think that um, in situations that you were talking about too, we're gonna see a lot of times like pitchers taking time out. Yeah, what and... what, what happens with that? Are you allowed to take a? Are you allowed to like step off the mound or anything? Like, yeah, I don't. I have no idea how that works. Because does it reset? You just yeah, step off and you get a new <laughs> like clock. Yeah. Same thing like with that. like when a batter calls time. What happens in that situation? Yeah, and I'm I believe maybe it's just like once they're on the mound, that's when the clock starts. But I haven't looked, but and I won't truly know until the first game of the season. So what's the uh, what's the official thing on like what what even happens if the pitcher goes over the clock? I think it's just a ball, isn't it? They just rule a ball? I think so. Hmm. Like, I, I I didn't see anything on that, so I, I don't know. I would – my first thought just, was maybe it's a block. Well, but. if there's somebody on base, like, if, if you have an automatic, like, 14-second timer, then, like, the – Well, it's 19 seconds or, for people on base. But still. Seconds. That's, like, it's odd. But, but yeah. still, 19 like, seconds, though, when you got to check the runner, look at – Look yeah. at the signs and stuff. That's not a Look lot at of signs. You're trying to change your timing to make sure the runner doesn't get a read on you. Like that's a not enough time to do all of that in that period of time. I don't think. But yeah, it's, I think it's definitely gonna take some time because just it's not natural for baseball yeah. players. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, because if you get to the 19 seconds and like pitchers start, and, and that's like pushing it too much, and pitchers are rushing, then like we're gonna get better jumps off of first base and mm-hmm. like. Runners are going to have advantages if that if that becomes too much. You know? Well, the thing with baseball too is baseball is such a like like you have to not not only go out and play, but it's like there's so much thinking that goes into baseball, like situational wise, and you know what what am I going to throw here? You know what I mean? What mm-hmm. are they good at? Like we got their notepads. Yeah, right. <laughs> JD <stuff> Martinez. <laughs> Sam Hall. <laughs> Sam, Dude, Sam. Sam, yeah, Sam did that in high school. You remember that? No. I was like, he's like JD out there. <laughs> writing everything down. Awesome. So my personal favorite of the new rules, universe of DH, 100% more offense. Didn't you? He, yes, he did. Di- I explained this, this to you. He disagreed this last year. I explained this to you. We had, right before we had we this started. big argument at work about how he's he's like Jacob Degrom won't be able to hit. You like, disagree with this? Yeah, that's year. what I'm saying. Uh, like, did we not argue? We both disagree then and mess with him because mm, no, because I, I thought think, I was kind of you were in that. you were on the fence. I was, I was well, kind of did, did we not do it on for the universe? This? I remember doing it at work. We argued for like an hour. Oh, we did, no, we but then we talked about, about it, it on this. But uh, no, I just explained it to you people before this. I like to play devil's advocate. I like to stir the pot a little bit. I'm surprised nobody called would, me out. That would have it. been your best opportunity because I'm actually kind of like kind of against it in a way. I like See, it, but like I just 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 because like I know there's certain pitchers that like do want to hit. And like, but I mean I think you can like if they if say you have Shohei Otani, what I mean you know I mean you can use him in that situation. But right. at and the I, same time, like 
like I said, for every two pitchers you have that can hit, like Jacob Degrom or Zach Ranky, you got pitchers that can't even bunt. They're just in, like Trevor Bauer, just in there imitating other people's <laughs> dances because he can't hit the ball. It is so funny though. <laughs> Come but, on, that's comedic gold. Dude. I, but but it's an great. easy out. I mean, like, true. Well, that's what everyone said about Big Sexy. Look what happened. There. That was a once in a <laughs> yeah, that, that was beautiful. But uh, that's when James Shields knew it was time to retire. Oh, yeah. But um, no, I'm wondering if they can like since now it'll be a universal DH. I wonder if you could put your pitcher in that spot. I think you can. Like, I would imagine. So. Like, yeah, with Shohei. Yeah, I mean, now it's just now more that of an he, option. Like, yeah, now you that have he, the ability to have the yeah. universal DH. But if you have a good pitcher that can hit, you can put him in the lineup. Yeah, like you so, got. Well, that's uh, that's the other thing. Do we think the ground's gonna keep hitting and? Like well, if he team. says Sho- if, obviously Shohei will. If he says he wants to, he's going to. <laughs> right, I guess so. But, but I again, think again that we got, that that creates a weird thing with managers too, because like if managers really don't want pitchers to hit, like there's certain pitchers that pitch better when they're hitting. And yeah, just like takes the like, mind off of things. There was know, a point on the mound. There was a point right? in the season last year where Jacob Degrom had the highest average on the Mets. So I'm thinking, like, if he wants to hit. They're not going to tell him no. They might try to steer him out of it, but if his final decision is like, yeah, I'm hitting, he's like, okay, get in the box and go. Right. Like the other thing that, like I said earlier, that I like about the Universal DH is it gives free agents more opportunities. Like Casti- like I said, Castellanos, you know, Jaden Martinez when he come- becomes a free agent. Um, even like all these catchers that, you know, say that, well, a team has a good catcher, but they want you. Now you can go as be a DH and just alternate with the catcher, other mm-hmm. catcher. I think it's just so more, so much more opportunities mm-hmm. for the players. Now Jeff Mathis has a time to shine. We'll, de- we'll definitely see. Well, that well, well even like like how you see in the how the Chicago White Sox were a couple years ago, or yeah, a couple years ago when they had McCann and Grandall. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because both of them, like McCann was an All Star and Grandall is obviously a really good hitter, so they wanted both of them in the lineup and having the ability to have both of them in the lineup was good mm-hmm. for them. Yes, the national team or national league teams will definitely benefit because now you have, yeah, as you said, Castellanos can now sign with half the league that he couldn't before. Yeah, if he wants to DH, and yeah, JD doesn't play the field ever when his contract's out. If he wants a new one, goes to the national league, it's all fine. But now, yeah, it gives guys more opportunity to make money, like make money, show that they're useful so well you see a lot of these like guys that were dhs like they were taking like, smaller deals because the league knew that only half the teams were interested yeah now the whole the whole uh, league can be interested you know what i mean yeah i i would i definitely can see all these power hitters getting a big uptick in their contracts but nick well, yeah. like no, no uh shift too yeah all those hitters get a boost from that too and after last season too, Nick Castellanos, how he hit and he played the field. I mean, he he but, got he got a lot better in the field, but I think most clubs would rather have him as DH. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think he wants to play DH, but if, you know, you can. It's an option if he yeah. Signs. And like say, half the time you want him DHing, and if he wants to play the field, play him in the field half the time because yeah. his bat outweighs his fielding. Mm-hmm. So, like if you're batting three hundred mm-hmm. with. 35 home runs, 100 RBIs. If you make two or three errors, four errors in the year, I'd definitely take that. But 
So, because scoring runs is the way to win the game. And if you're giving up runs, but you can also score them yourself, I'd see it as a good trade-off. So what do you guys think about the Chris Bryant rule being gone now? It's good. I'm happy. Because now that players can actually, like, make money and get to free agency earlier. So it's, like, you have a superstar player. You bring him up for a little bit, and then you send him back down, even though he's playing really well. He's going to be like, well, what the hell? And that automatically creates bad blood with the team, and then it's just a huge mess. It's just not fair for the players that are obviously MLB ready, but the only reason why they're holding them down is so that they can get a whole nother year out of them. I mean, <laughs> if they're if they're MLB ready and you not you don't pull them up, that means you're not trying to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's um, that's just the problem with the ownership. That's that's another reason for the lockout was just because. Like, why would you do that to a player when you could just offer him a contract? It yeah. It doesn't really make sense. Mm-hmm. Well, like we saw with uh, Wander. Wander signed a big deal early on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, getting mm-hmm. Wander on the mm-hmm. deal. <laughs> getting Wander on a deal, especially for the money he signed for, I think is worth it. The time, the money. And you're not screwing guys over. Like, I mean, look at the – he played half a season one rookie of the year. Yeah. Like, yeah I mean, it shows, it shows a lot of faith from a franchise. I think it puts a puts a lot of confidence in a young player to do something like yeah, that. And, like, I, I feel like more teams should do that because it's almost boosting the prospect that you're creating. Yeah. It creates more, you know, a, an environment where they're going to feel like they're going to succeed just because of the support they have. Almost. Yeah. And, and now with the rule change, that only enables it more than it did before yeah kind of forces owners to not be yeah legs. like yeah. and you see you saw it too with uh luis robert who was in the minors for what seemed like forever signed that huge deal came up first year and he was phenomenal I so think, i think like the big thing with like the wander signing though is like it's good for the Rays' standpoint too. I mean, like not a lot of players, obviously, after they get past their first contract, are going to re-sign with the Rays. And to get him for eleven years at one eighty-two, which he's most likely going to be a very underpaid player in a couple of years, I think that's good, good business on the Rays' side too. And to me too, he just seems like a guy that just wants to play, doesn't really care about the money or anything. So it's it benefits both sides because he gets to play 162 games a year for yeah. 11 years, and and he's got security. That's the big thing. Yeah, yeah, he's got security with the team, and then the ownership. They're not way overspending in case he's a bust. I don't think he will be, but or, it's or even if he gets frustrated down the line, like with the Rays organization or yeah, something like that, they, they can, can trade him. Yeah, work a sign and trade deal mm-hmm. with somebody and like make him happy. So yeah, I think that's. Uh, you know, just really all around like a good call, and I think more teams will probably use it as a template for you know, future, future prospects. Yeah. Maybe. What about the draft lottery, guys? Oh, yes, I love it. So now, yeah. even though the Nationals can suck, they can't be the worst team in the league, and they can still get the first overall pick. <laughs> I, I think like the biggest thing with the draft lottery is like <laughs> is like. Like I like same thing with like the twelve team playoff is more teams were fighting for the first overall pick than actually fighting to make the playoffs. So I think this like 
like if you're bad, you won't be you won't be guaranteed the first overall pick. I think this will make teams want to win more. Yeah, creates yeah. more competitive like urge, I guess. Yeah, Which I like is good because the MLB was lacking that in the lower teams, and that's like, like the whole problem with the league. I hate how all these negatives I can trace back to the Nationals, but once they went down or once they traded Turner and Scherzer, that was kind of the signal like we're done. They didn't try anything like not even when the offseason started, they didn't try to sign anybody. They signed Cesar Hernandez, who is a one trick pony. You're talking to Tigers fans here. The Tigers (laughs) haven't been competitive or signed a big name free agent since Justin Upton and Jordan Zimmerman. And we both know how those turned out, <laughs> Alavila. Hey, Justin Upton got hot every other month. <laughs> <laughs> then they traded him for basically nothing. Yeah, true. Right? But then he turned he was nothing. So it but, worked. But like <laughs> the Tiger the Tigers like, are finally okay. starting to turn the corner and it's been like what, seven years? Yeah. Rebuild shouldn't take seven years. Okay. That's just not trying to win. But yeah, and I'm happy they changed the rule because the Tigers could have benefited from it a long time ago. But now they're like one of the more exciting teams because they're super young. They got a lot of talent. Newly signed Erod and Javier Baez. And I think like two the, the new rule too with the you know service time. I think. Torkelson and Green will be up to start the year. Yeah. Tigers are going to have good problems on their hands on where to place people because they got a lot of good pieces. One team that I think is like one or two pieces away from being really good is the Mariners. They got such a good. Oh yeah. They got they got like five or six guys in the top hundred. They got the number two overall prospect. Plus you got Kalnick, who is not a prospect anymore. They got so much. They got so much. So much talent. Like they, the guys. I think the sky's the limit for them. Yeah. No, I think Kelnick. He, a lot of people were turned off by the fact that he didn't perform great last year, but that's, I don't, I guess like the rookies we've had the last couple of years that are like super hyped up, meet that expectation right away. Like Wander, well, nobody expected it, but Randy Rosarena was on fire his rookie year. Technically, technically. And I, people, I guess, just get accustomed to that. And then when they see this big name prospect, who's shown that he's very good, come up and do meh like they're like oh he's a bust whatever <laughs> but no he's he's got a lot of talent and like so i don't know i think the mariners are going to be their mariners are going to be in a good spot yeah i think i think the mariners definitely have a lot of potential they might be like, one of the better like teams that are set for the future it, bl- it blows my yeah. mind too that they were like a game away from the playoffs last year and they they're not done rebuilding but See, they're that, that good that, that blows my mind that they're they were a game out because like when the tigers played them like they were so bad <laughs> like early in the year like when turnbull threw that no hitter and mm-hmm. thing my didn't they get no hit the next game after that too who no really they, they got no hit like twice last year though yeah but it was in the same week yeah probably yeah, i think it, yeah it was definitely the same week it was right around the same area but mm-hmm. yeah they you know, like I said, they could, they have a lot of potential. No, like I'm excited to see them. But yeah, speaking of the Tigers, what was what's your take on uh, Javier Baez now? See, like, not, there's nothing against Javi. Like Javi's a really good player. 
you know, he might strike out a little bit too much, but he's a dynamic player. I mean, we had Nico Goodrum playing shortstop <laughs> last year. Anything hey, better than that. Secondly, Chris Illich, I don't even know what to say about that guy. First, one of the one of the first, one of the only owners to not go for the first proposal by the MLB Players Association. Um, secondly, the Tigers, AJ Hinch and Alavila, wanted Carlos Correa, offered him a deal ten ten years for it was like two ninety with uh, three player opt outs and uh, every time he finished like top five in the MVP, he'd make ten million a year. He declined it, but uh, but Illich wouldn't go up anymore. I mean, that just shows me that he's not willing to spend. He's he, not like his dad. He's like, a Detroit owner, I'll tell you that. <laughs> but the dude is loaded. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. I'm excited about Javi either way. So. I, I am excited about Javi too, but <laughs> at the same time, everyone was expecting Correa, and for them not to meet the, like match the price that he wanted. See, I, if you were expecting Correa – you like we're just putting too much faith in the owner that I already knew. <laughs> That's true. Like I like I was like I I wanted him, but I I knew that that wasn't gonna. Ha- I just I don't know why, but I just knew that that wasn't gonna be an option for the Tigers either for whatever reason. Well, but, it, know, it should have. Been. I mean, it was definitely too good to be true. I mean, you got AJ <laughs> Hinch, former manager. You know, they were out. They went out to breakfast the one day, or whatever, right before, right after free agency started. No, but how I see it, signing Javier Baez, he, you can't deny, he is one of the most popular and famous players in the league. He's gonna put people in seats. He definitely like will improve their infield defense. They had, and, yeah, they had one of the worst infield defenses just because their shortstops, short their shortstops were so bad. I mean. And then being having that at shortstop, and then hopefully having Torkelson at first, Jonathan Scope can move back to second, which is his original position. Mm-hmm. Then you got Can- Candelario at third. I mean, that's pretty good infield to me. Yeah, and then you got a couple options in the outfield. Uh, they're all I'm saying. They're gonna have good problems. Oh, so the Mets acquired right-handed pitcher Chris Bassett from the Athletics for right-handed pitcher Adam Aller and right-handed pitcher T.J. Ginn. Do you know either of those names? I don't. I don't. So that's a good trade there for the right. Mets. <laughs> Shout out Mets. Good trade. But good uh, trade. so should we move on to uh, remaining free agents? Yeah. Well, yes. Okay, Matt. I know you want to start with this one. KB. Chris Bryant. Ah, uh, that's a tough. And one. you can't say the Tigers bring just because you bring him to the Tigers. Bring him no, over. So I bring him over. <laughs> we're, we're he's like my favorite. Cubs. He's so he's my favorite. Pl- one of my favorite players, but. You know, I he definitely would be a really good like utility guy for the Tigers, but I don't think the Tigers are gonna spend money on that. Mm-hmm. I think like I think three teams I'll give. I'll give the Mets, uh, the Mariners, and San Francisco. I think yeah, the Mariners. I'm leaning good. towards the Mariners because they just lost Kyle Seager, and he won't have and moving him into third base, he won't have to be a utility guy there, and he can just play one position, which I think will definitely help his bat. But uh, yeah, I would I would lean towards the Mariners, but the way the Mets are spending, I wouldn't be against See, it. I don't know though. The Mets infield's kind of loaded now because they have um, Pete Alonso at first, and then um, Lindor at short, and they could play Canna there. And but he's they more can, an outfielder though. Yeah, yeah but uh, 
who's Jonathan VR? They got him too. But, you don't really want yeah. him sitting the bench because he's valuable. But at the same time, though, you could trade VR if you can get a guy like Chris Bryant. Then you got McNeil playing second. <laughs> yeah, and then oh, did Michael Conforto sign? Anything? No, he hasn't signed. Anything. Oh, come to the Nationals, please. <laughs> no, I, I think he he had a bad year last year, but he had COVID the year before, mm-hmm. so he's still. Yeah, kind of in the lingering effects of that. So now with yeah, and that's what they say. Yeah, st- st- yeah, yeah. Staying on Chris Bryant for four hundred days. Where I <laughs> with Chris Bryant, where I want him to sign, and it sounds so biased. The Nationals, the Nationals <laughs> but you got to think they, they don't aren't, have. They aren't winning. Though. They don't. They're trying. That's the only way Juan Soto would stay is if they try to win. Didn't he turn down a big, like huge, three hundred fifty million dollar contract? Jake, I hate to say this, sounding no, just like Bryce Harper. Hey, I'm telling you though, he they will give him five hundred million dollars because they learn from their mistakes. But no, I he I could see. Well, it may. You have a lot more so. faith in the Nationals front office than we have in the Tigers front yeah. office. That's for sure. Dude, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, all, yeah. that's, that's, that's all I can grasp grasp to right now. But anyway, you're clinging on with, strong. Yeah, with uh, Chris Bryant, they don't have anybody really at third or basically anywhere. Oh, anywhere. They have Juan Soto, Josh yeah, who, Bell. Who do they? Who do they even have up the middle? Up the middle, they have. Did um, they have uh, Jordy Mercer? They had him for a minute. <laughs> Who's the? He. I can't remember his name. Uh, uh, Alcides Escobar playing short. And Look, they, that's a name that like dropped off the face yeah. of the earth. <laughs> I forget. Yeah. Like I at first when I saw they added him, I'm like, oh, who's that? And then I remembered, I'm like, <laughs> like he, wait, was he was on the, the Royals. Royals. Wait, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I know that guy. He did you let off for the Royals when they were <laughs> But they have him, and then at second base they have uh Luis Garcia, who's yeah, exactly. The, Who? The tick He's, the TikTok, what what is the broadcast boys? Who? <laughs> but they have him who isn't bad, but he's not good. Oh, and yeah. your guy, what's his name? Um, fuck. You don't even know his no, name. I, I, they got your guy there, though. I see his face. You know, he talked about how much. He, how much I still think he's gonna be good. So his stop he was at him last year. So what's, um, what's his name? Carter Keebum. Car- yeah, Keebum. He. I'm he's giving him man. another. The man I can't hit with on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving him another season. And if they can't figure something out, then like trade him because he's still young. But it's obvious if he doesn't do anything by next year, he's not going to do much. And then they got uh, Brady House coming up. Yeah, but he was a high schooler. Yeah, they're going to keep him in the minors. But <laughs> no, right to the big leagues. No, yeah, he's ready. But I so ready. He's get him in. The, get him in there. With very, the very, very good. All-around player. Not a lot of this is making me think Juan Soto is going to stay. Yeah. Hey, yeah. there's if always I'm Juan Soto. I... Who do they got in their rotation? With Paulo Espinal, <laughs> <laughs> Steven Strasburg. Oh, yeah, I forgot they still got Strasburg. Oh, I suppose yeah. they haven't traded him. They can't. His contract's too big. For yeah, for one postseason, one good postseason. Yeah. Yeah. He won MVP though, and they won a World Series from him, so I can't. The last. Him. Real World, World Series. Series. No, 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 no. They got uh, Josiah Gray. Josiah Gray. I could see. I see him making major improvements from last year because they rushed him to the majors last year. You got your favorite show pitcher, Jackson Rutledge. Oh my god! Oh yeah, they got Rutledge. 
in the minors, I've been so focused on the lockout that I just Kate forgot. Cavalli. Yeah, those there. I think give him another year in the minor. Oh, maybe Rutledge will probably pitch next year. Cavalli will probably have another year in the minors, and then Josiah might start with the club, might stay down for another year, but I. Give them a couple years and they'll be competitive again, but I don't think it'll be right away. But anyway, back to Chris Bryant after the tangent. Want him to sign with the Nationals? Probably won't. I could see him signing with the Mariners or the Giants. Those two. I'm probably leaning more towards the Giants, though, because they like Evan Longoria at first, Chris Bryant at third. Do they have belts, though? Yeah, but isn't he, like, damaged goods are they now? Bring, are they bringing up Joey Bart for uh, yeah. Rosie? Yeah. I'm gonna say. Joey Bart. I think he was on the team last year. But he was, he? like, hardly played. Yeah. I think he was up and down. He played the COVID season, and he looked pretty good. I think they had to play him because there was no minor league. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think he'll sign with the Giants because even though they lost in the playoffs last year, they went on that miracle run that I don't think is quite the miracle people say it is. No, no, a, I think it's a good team. I, like I, I enjoyed watching them. So, yeah, it's a they're, well-built team. For yeah. them to – for them to take first over the Dodgers. But I will say losing Buster Posey is a huge icon Buster shot. Because he played so well last year. Like and you take that out of the lineup. Yeah. (laughs) Joey Bart, he's gonna be good, but is he gonna be Buster Posey good? That's the question. Yeah. I don't know. I think I wonder if catching you know, because obviously Buster Posey was a really good catcher, mm-hmm. but maybe if they mix in some first base, I wonder if that's the reason why he retired. Because being a catcher for all those years, like it definitely takes a wear and tear on your body. Yeah, I mean, look mm-hmm. at Joe Maurer. Yeah, he was one of the best catchers, but he got injured so much that they had to put him at first, and injuries caught up to him. Couldn't do same as thing, much. Same thing with like Victor Martinez. Mm-hmm. Well, Victor Martinez played till he was like forty-five. Well, I mean. <laughs> As far as like being a catcher, like yeah, like Man, he, he was still a he good didn't, hitter. He didn't catch much for the Tigers, did he? No, compared he was still Sox. a good hitter after, but you know you could tell he was slow, mm-hmm. couldn't really move. Well, he was the slowest player in the league when he played. Yeah. What do you think of the KB? Uh, I think I think Mariners are the, the the smart choice. I think that that he would bring a lot to that team, some stability. I think they needed after losing Seager and losing a veteran presence. So. I think it'll help a lot. I definitely think the Mariners make the most sense for him. Uh, I don't think the the Giants don't seem like a fit to me, just because I don't think I don't think he got too attached. I mean, it was you know a cool cool run, but you know he has to make his money too. Yeah, I think the Mariners makes the most sense for that. Yeah, and work. and he's gonna have a solidified spot there too. So yeah. it's like he doesn't have to move because I think the Giants would still. Continue would... to move guys around like they do. Mm-hmm. You know that's kind of what the Giants did and why they were successful last season. So it would, I think, it would really benefit them too, the Mariners, because then you get because they have a lot of young guys. You add that extra veteran presence and former MVP. Yeah, yeah and th- then you got a really good all around team because they added Robbie Ray. Mm-hmm. They have Robbie Ray gun. Yeah, <laughs> they would have Chris Bryant, and then. Uh, Mitch Hanniger is still there, mm-hmm. still really He's a good, good, very underrated player. Like, and then yeah, so I think it's a good, it'd be a good mix of old and young. But I still think the Giants think, make the most a, sense. Having a World Series, you know, winner to your team always is a good call when you have a young, young roster that yeah. hasn't experienced that. So. I think that would be huge for them. And it's but, like it's a weird thing for him too because he's still relatively young. Yeah. And right. to already know how like 
everything works Mm -hmm. like what you have to do to prepare while still being younger you could have them for a while to really yeah pound at home that hey we need to do this this and this lots of good years left and they can definitely capitalize off of that yeah so trevor story where you think trevor story's on oh man i don't want to see i first of all i'll start by saying this i think the i think the thing that's going to hurt story is that he said he only wants to play shortstop like i feel like i feel like a team like the tigers would be in the market for him if he would want to play second but they don't think his arm's good enough for third but i would keep him at short but i mean it it definitely having him only want to play short definitely limits the number of teams. Yeah. Like, I, 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 for me, I feel like the team, if Correa leaves, I think he's going to go to the Astros. I think that for this to happen, Freddie Freeman would have to re-sign with the Braves. But I could see him going to the Dodgers, playing uh, Trey Turner at second, Max Muncy at first, then having Story at short. Because Trey Turner's not the greatest fielder. But I don't think but... I don't think Trey Turner liked second base last year though. Yeah, I don't know. He struggled. You think Trey Turner? Yeah, I don't think Trey Turner wants to move to but second either. If I'm being honest, I see him going to the Yankees. Yankees? Yeah, like it's talked about so much, and I feel like it's kind of a meme at this point. But I think it's the Yankees. Where would the Yanks move uh, Glaber? Second, and then I see that. A lot more than <laughs> DJ at third than the Dodgers getting in on it. Yeah, that's what like. I think that yeah. Then you got at first you got, um, Voit, and then your outfield is stacked. Or Voit or did Rizzo? Miles. I yeah, I hope. He I, I don't think Yankees. they'll go back into Rizzo. No, probably not. I but yeah, I see the Yankees as stories. <laughs> like perfect fit as much as I hate it, but you Nationals. know, national niche or so they need a lot of things, <laughs> but yeah, what about you, Mason? I mean, he should play second base and come to the Tigers. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> especially because like if they would, if, cause they'd pay him probably a hundred some mil. So the two hobby and Trevor story would equal out to be like what Carlos Correa would have been. I think it. Well, be- I think it better. I would love that pairing way more than getting Correa. Though, I would. I would so like to happy. see Story in Detroit, and it'll definitely benefit him from being around actual major league ready players. Yeah, let's be it's, let's be real. After yeah. Nolan left, he was around a bunch of minor leaguers and yeah. around him. Like you, you had Ryan McMahon and Trevor Story and Char- old Charlie <laughs> Chuck Nasty. But no, I, I think he should go back to Colorado so he can watch him suffer. <laughs> <laughs> no, Numbers but, wise, he might hit a lot more oh, runs. Yeah. But honestly, I just see I just see him going to a place where he'll have protection in the lineup. Yeah, yeah. Because he's a very good athlete. He's a really good baseball player. But when you get zero pitches to hit in a whole season, that kind of sucks. Yeah, Nick Castellanos. Oh. Um. Who? That's a tough one. I'm trying to think. I'll I'll say mine for it right off the bat. I think he goes to Philadelphia. <laughs> Philadelphia with Harper, Rio Muto, all those guys. Then he can be a DH. Just imagine that lineup. Yeah, they'll still take fourth in division. 
No. Man, when you get Bryce Harper, you're just asking to lose. <laughs> hey, wow. I mean, that's what the Nationals thought. They got rid of him, but. And then they won the World Series. <laughs> hey, Bryce Harper kept his promise and brought a World Series to DC. <laughs> it's his fault. Um, oh, dude, that's such a tough one. Because I like we were just talking about Castellanos, I had all this time to think about it, but I'm trying to go through it's all the like teams, Detroit. literally just about any team fits Castellanos. Yeah, with like Universal DH coming into effect, so anybody that wants to spend money that doesn't need him for a fielding presence, Dodgers, literally, like literally anybody that needs a DH. Ooh, actually, you know? and he's relatively young too. Yeah. I could see the Braves. Yeah, I think the Braves would be a good one, but that would mean they wouldn't be able to re-sign Soler. Uh, Freddie Freeman, because Castellanos gonna ask for a lot of money. Yeah. But yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if Freeman leaves. I think they might go either for Castellanos or Schwarber. I hope that's the one player I want the Nationals to target is Schwarber. That's like I'd be fine if that's the only player they sign this off season. At least bring some fans to the seats. I mean, that run that he was on last year, that was ill. <laughs> It was disgusting. He had like 15 home runs in 12 games or something. Majestic. He even expanded himself. Now he can play first base, yeah. as he did with the Red Sox. <laughs> yeah, no. I I would see him playing outfield still or DHing. But I don't know why he never went back to catcher. Was it because he tore his when he tore his leg? Yeah. yeah. I think it's just tough on him. Like, and I mean, can't blame the guy. Yeah, so catching is that's a. Taxing never. <laughs> yeah. yeah, catching. Yeah. We all know how bad catching sucks. Yeah. Just imagine being a major league catcher. So what's your prediction on Castellanos? I literally have no idea. So I, he literally can land anywhere. I, <laughs> I don't. I think a lot of other stuff has to shake out first. Yeah. Like it's going to depend a lot on who people get that they're targeting first. Because I think everybody needs to settle up their – like fielding assets, like the people that are going to be definitely playing the majority of the games, and then you can settle up a DH thing. I think that's like pretty normal, though. Yeah, like DH guys get signed later, you know, just because if you're not going to play the field, mm-hmm. you know, you might not be needed on a team that may not be pushing for the playoffs or whatever. Oh wow! How about that? <laughs> Source: Phillies among teams showing interest in free agent Nick Castellanos. Not surprising since. Dave Dombrowski was Tigers president slash GM when Castellanos was drafted there. Yeah. See, like, Phillies probably would be a good fit because they need a lot of help everywhere. Shout out John Paul Morosi, Marquette, Michigan native. <laughs> um, But, yeah, I guess I could see the Phillies or the Braves would be my two. But, as Mason said, has everything has to shake out for – like so for to, for a team to spend a lot of money on a DH, you have to kind of make sure you're set yeah in other places first, I think. And if you're a GM that's like ready to jump the gun on a DH, you can you can kind of screw yourself. Mm-hmm. So I think it just doesn't make sense for a lot of teams to just go grab them right away. And yeah, have other things sorted. Yeah, it's you gotta put your money in the right places, especially with owners that are holding their checkbooks back. Yeah, and spring training literally in a few days. It's going to be interesting to see Like, who else is on the free agent market right now. Big okay, let's go with the big Carlos Correa. Oh, duh. 
Okay, so <laughs> so there apparently the I saw just saw someone on Twitter saying the Astros are planning on doing more small market moves rather than earth shattering stuff. So so they're maybe they don't resign move. him. Um, I don't know. I feel like you know there's been a lot of rumors towards the Cubs. Yeah, like but if, if they just signed Angelton Simmons, I don't think yeah, they'll. Special, yeah, is it? I don't know. I all I saw was they were finalizing a contract. I, I don't know. I think like obviously everyone's gonna say the Yankees because <laughs> it's the Yankees, and the Yankees apparently are in on everybody because <laughs> it's the Yankees. Um, yeah, yeah. that works. To be honest with you, like I, I think this is well, a tough one because I don't know who's gonna want to spend that much money, and like I feel like there isn't a lot of teams anymore that really need like. Big I think, time shortstop. Hey, the other shortstop oh. signing like before, like I think Story will sign before like, Gray. Yeah. Okay. Actually, pause in my head. I like how this sounds, and I like what I would see. If Story signs with the Yankees, Carlos Correa to the Angels, get see, Mike see, Trout see, some help. See, I, I thought uh. the Angels, but then I'm like, are the Angels really gonna spend money? No, it's Perfect. better. Remember, they don't spend money on pitchers. They, they, <laughs> they need to go out and get a. I mean, they got Thor. They got Degrom. They got Aaron Loop too. Not Degrom or not Degrom. Thor. Thor. But uh, Thor needs to be healthy. Yeah. yeah, but I I see them, but that's their whole mo is signing big name hitters and no pitchers. I mean, but just imagine true. your top three and it's your, LA. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, attractive destination. Like, like just imagine. Is it an attractive franchise? Other than I mean, the Mike Trout. They have Mike Trout. Like, like you, like, you. The the players are why people would go there, not like, because not of the franchise. Yeah, I mean, they're just in a big freaking lawsuit because of the Tyler Skaggs things. But just you know, okay. Then Matt Harvey, freaking doing coke. Let me let me set the scene here. You're just you're like first couple of months in the majors. You're a random pitcher. You come in to play the Angels, and you look at the sheet, and it says. Shohei Otani, Mike Trout, Carlos Correa. You are shitting your pants. <laughs> hey, Rendon. And then, well, yeah. well, he has to be healthy first. You're just a hater because he left the yeah. Nashville. Yeah. No, I I like him, but he has to be healthy. But, um, just angry. yeah, I might be angry. I might be a little angry. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Salty. I just see that, like, if they can, well, I mean, I've probably been saying that for years, but they sign one more player, they they'll be good. But I think their problem was signing players past their prime. But Bulls, Hamilton, <laughs> just <laughs> Justin Upton, just to name a few. Like, but I think because they got a they got a couple of young guys, a couple uh, prospects coming up, and then you go and sign a younger superstar free agent that could definitely help your market that could help your team succeed i think the thing people are overlooking with korea too is bro is only 27 years old yeah he's young very young and he just won the platinum gold glove award yeah i not being the first shortstop signed i think hurt korea a lot yeah i think like, I think it helped i think it helped him i think everyone was so mind blown by how much seager signed for like that just totally shifted the Korea market. Yeah, because sure. everyone that like after the season, everyone was thinking like three hundred million, and then when Seager signed for like three twenty five, everyone's like, "Oh shit, Korea yeah. might sign for like three sixty. No, like once, 
like Correa saw that. He sat there, I bet, well, and he's he, like, I'm way better than he is. Well, he, cha- he changed agents. He switched over to Boris after mm-hmm. that happened. And C- C- Boris was Seager's agent, too. Yeah. <coughs> so. so he'll get a lot of money. I don't know from who. I hope it's the Angels. But that, and imagine, he signs with the Angels. We go to see them play the Tigers. Yeah, that's the plan as of now. Fucking awesome. I don't know. But, yeah, it's – I did see him signing with the Angels. I guess he's not signing with the Astros anymore. But those are the only – and then the Yankees, obviously, as Matt said. I don't said. know why the Astros would be like, well, I don't, I don't get that. They're very good at player development. So if they don't have to – like they they built – like when they won the World Series, they built that team from the ground up. But so, I with Cam Mercy. I think – Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think like the biggest thing with the Astros is they're going to have to pay, pay Bregman. You know what I mean? They, they got a lot of good players that if they want to be good, so they're going to have to resign. And, if I were and, and putting $350 million towards Correa, that's going to mean you can't sign one of those guys. Yeah. I mean, if you're being honest with yourself, all player bias aside, who are you signing, Correa or Bregman? Correa. Yeah. So I don't know if they're just trying to – kind of cut caps so they can have more money to work with I, see, I later. Think the, I think the problem now is that Correa is the free agent now. So that yeah. makes it a mm-hmm. tougher decision. If they're both free agents at the same time, of course you're going to sign Correa. But mm-hmm. the problem that they have is he's a free agent now. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah who's leading is almost backwards. They, I guarantee they wish Bregman and them had swap mm-hmm. deals or whatever. So but they the problem is lose Bregman now and sign Correa later. But, but yeah. even Bregman. Bregman's a really good Bregman. Player. Yeah, he had a kind of a down year last year and the year before, but that was a lot of injury based. I think he'll be just as good as when he was an MVP, MVP finalist. And he's still young too. Yeah, really young. But, Who else is a free agent even? Um, Michael Conforto. Oh, um, um, I guess he was signed with the Brewers. Brewers? Yeah, that's. I think that's like the biggest one. Because your outfield would be stacked. If Yelich can get back on track, you're going to have one of the best hitting outfields in the league with Yelich, Avi Garcia, and Conforto. They still have, they still have uh, Lorenzo Cain. Yeah, but he's kind of like a plug-and-play kind of guy in the outfield now. And I would rather have... Conforto, who doesn't have as good defense, but good defense and a million times with better bat. Yeah. And then I think they'd be really dangerous next year with that. Plus the guys they have now already, like Carbon Burns, uh, Brandon Woodruff, Eric Lauer is good. Freddie Peralta, no. They sign Conforto, it's over until the playoffs, and then they probably choke again. But. I don't know. That's where I think affordable sign. I I think the Brewers. I feel like I feel like everyone has been like connecting uh, Conforto with the Brewers, and I think it makes the most sense. Really? Yeah. Like everyone I've seen. Oh, I haven't even seen anything. That kind of makes me feel like a reporter. What? What do you think, Mason? Mm, I don't know. Maybe Cleveland. I, that's kind of weird, but like Cleveland needs somebody to kind of start to rebuild the new image of whatever the, the guardians. guardians and you know maybe conforto could 
give some stability to that team. I don't know. Speaking of the Guardians rebuilding. I, no, I can't stand name change, to be honest with you. Now that uh, they're kind of in the dumpster besides Shane Bieber and exactly. Jose Ramirez. I don't know. Where do you think they do? Because Jose Ramirez has been in trade talks for basically ever now. If he gets dealt, where do you think he'll go? Hopefully out of the AL Central because Jose Ramirez <laughs> is a tiger freaking killer. <laughs> I don't know. I think, like, I mean, he could be another Mariner situation, you know, third mm-hmm. baseman. Mm-hmm. You know, really good bat. Yeah. I mean, that's obviously if they miss out on Chris Bryant. Because then mm-hmm. they'll have to trade prospects for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, or even, even like a Mets or something, if they want to maybe slot VR for him. They'd ask for a lot. They'd probably have to trade I mean, Ronnie you, Mauricio at least. Yeah, it would be VR and like a top one or prospect. Two mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see the Mets working because Cohen's not fucking scared of spending money. No, he's already proven it. Yeah. What are you saying? Yeah. What do you sign uh, Scherzer to? Isn't Scherzer making almost like fifty million a year? Yeah, it's only for two years though, isn't it? But still, fifty million a year. Yeah, no, he's getting paid. He got the bag. You literally can't say no to that. No, that's what I'm hoping happens with Juan Soto. <laughs> but no, I see the Mets making a deal for him, and then you get Lindor and Ramirez back yeah. on the same team, same side. I think it'd be good for team chemistry. That's for sure. <laughs> And then Ramirez, too, isn't just a strict third baseman. Say you need McNeil to play the outfield, you can plug him in at second, yeah. and he'll do just fine. Well, if you, if you play third, you can play basically you can play the other side pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, they. I could see him going to the Mets. But I feel like the last big-name free agent that's even out there that we haven't talked about is probably Rizzo. Where, where would you see Rizzo going? Anywhere that's not in the market for spending a lot of money that needs a lefty third or first baseman. That's, I don't know what teams fit that description, but. And like, you can get Rizzo a lot cheaper than, you know, Freeman or even probably Matt Olson. And he's solid, solid defensively at first base, you know, lefty power bat. Mm-hmm. I mean, he brings in fans too. Yeah. It's like a big. Name key, in the face of like a market. Key so. part of the Cubs World Series run. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a all around good player. Like I could, I could see him signing with the Rays. Like I, the Rays would be a fit for him. I think the biggest one I've heard is the Red Sox. Yeah, but if they re-sign Schwarber, then they have a. But if they don't they re-sign, have, but Schwarber isn't necessarily a first baseman. Yeah, but I mean, because who else do they have at first base even? Bobby Dahlbeck. But he could play other positions too, though. Yeah. He can play outfield. Yeah. So, like, I think if they end up do going the route of, okay, Schwarber, we want to resign you, but we want you to play first and outfield, depending on who's pitching that day, then you're coming here. That eliminates the Red Sox completely. And I think the Rays fit the best because they're every single lineup they ever have is a platoon. Like, everybody in every position besides Kevin Kiermeyer. The lineup is completely different every day. So I could see Rizzo and G-Man Choi switching out. Mm-hmm. And you could probably get Rizzo on a, I wouldn't say discounted, but... Rizzo's like, Rizzo is a Ray. 
like like he kind of fits that yeah, mold the, yeah. really well i think like he's a big team guy quality hitter mm-hmm. does does everything as a hitter not just you know he's not a one trick pony yeah not a one trick the only thing I question about that is will the race spend money? See, that's what I'm saying. Though. Do they have to though? Like, like is with Rizzo gonna have, Rizzo's, have a big price tag? I mean, you probably have like eighty, ninety, hundred million. And if you if they sign him for Maybe. like a one year, two year deal, just to yeah. see. see if they sign him for a one year deal, then it'll be cheaper. It'll probably be like twelve to fifteen million yeah. a year. But. I don't know. Do you think he was? He's a. This is probably his last contract. Do you think he'll want to sign for one year? Well, maybe they want. They're going to offer in the contracts. Hey, we're going to offer you a one year, and if you meet or exceed expectations, you'll get a new contract. Or if you want too much, then we'll trade you to a contender. So that. See, that's like that's another reason why I don't think like Chris Bryant is going to stay in San Francisco because San Francisco is probably going to want him for a little bit cheaper. And it's his last contract too, most likely. So he's going to want a big payday. Yeah. So I think it's kind of the same situation with Rizzo. Yeah, it, it's tough, but I still like. I think that whatever team needs a lefty bat at and first, just about every team. Yeah, every team could use a left-handed hitter. Like the order Detroit, though. Make Everyone can go to Detroit. Can go to Detroit. We'll, be we'll take anyone. Like I'm we'll just, be aging. I'm trying to think <laughs> of more teams because I I don't think the Yankees are going to resign him. No, neither do I. The Cubs probably won't sign him again. Um, maybe the White Sox. Probably not because no, Abreu's Abreu's good, but. He's way better against lefties, and if you can platoon those guys, it could help the team, but I don't know if Abreu would like that. So it would just cause problems if he didn't. But I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how the rest of the free agents – because, like, when does spring training start? Tomorrow. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. So <laughs> I'm going to be at home all day. Then the first game is the 18th. I thought it was the 17th. I mean, the first spring training game. But the first MLB game is the seventh of April. Wait. Oh yeah. I. Because because remember they're not they're not like canceling the second week. Yeah. Like technically, they're adding double headers to it. Wait. So the spring training starts tomorrow. They're not playing games until the eighteenth. Eighteenth, which is like a week. Damn it. Yeah. But still. That's kind no, of no games tomorrow. <sighs> no games tomorrow. Okay. I kind of hoped they would have just gone in like okay. Get on the bus. Get your ass on the field. <laughs> we're All going. Right. All right. You, you people want money. We're gonna, <laughs> you're going to make it, okay? <laughs> no, but. I, I think another thing we should touch on is seeing we haven't had a podcast in a while, the World Series. Oh, boy. Well, what, do, what do you guys think about the Jorge Soler, Jorge Soler takeover in the World Series? That was one of the best performances by a hitter I have seen in a World Series in a long time. It was beautiful. It was majestic. First of all, it, like I res- I like a lot of the Braves players, you know. Uh, you got Dansby, Albies, you know, Acuna didn't play, but he was hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Freeman, it was nice to see Freeman win a World Series. Actually, I don't know why, but speaking on that, <laughs> Acuna being out, that could, they could target Conforto. Well, I think I mean, he's coming they, back they this could, year, so yeah. That, but they, but early though, will he be back? He but, won't be back early season. But with the Braves though, too, mm, right? Rosario, Peterson, like our, and then and, they want to uh, they want to play Pache Soler. too. 
Yeah. But Rosario, Peterson, and Soler are all free agents, so they could theoretically sign could be, Yeah, could yeah be I could see that. That, that, that could target. be a good fit, actually. Now you I say. don't know why. I, like, I just thought of that because of like, Acuna. Mm-hmm. But uh, back to the World Series. <laughs> Real quick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> back, from, no, back to our segue the, from our other series. Yeah. The Braves are a team I should hate, but I love watching them. And the whole playoffs, I just watched them, and it was the most fun. You say should hate? Yeah, they're in the NL East. Mm-hmm. But I love them. Yeah, they're great. Like, watching every single series they were in, I was never like, can we just move on? I was like, oh, God, what's going to happen next? Like, the Dodgers series, that was so fun to watch. I think, like, the big thing with the Braves, too, that made it impressive is they didn't really have dominant starting pitching to get them through it. No. You know what I mean? Like, they had solid starting pitching, but it wasn't anything over the top. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. They, same yeah. thing, but even the Astros. Like, the Astros, I don't know how they got to the World Series. They're, like, they're, one of their top pitchers was Granky, who Granky only had, like, a four, like, 420 ERA or Are something Are we like that. forgetting about their top two? Who? Garrett Cole and Justin Verlander. Garrett Cole's on the first. Or was this? Wait. This was last year. Oh, wait. They Verlander were... was hurt and Cole was on the Yankees. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> I I don't know why. Right? I forgot Granky was still there. When you said it, I was like. He's a huge why free agent, he... too, by the way. Oh. No, when you said Granky, I'm like, was this like 2017, 2019? Like, what the hell? <laughs> no, yeah. Well, they had Lance McCullers. Well, McCullers good. was coming off TJ, too. Yeah, he was good, but he's definitely not a superstar, like you said. And then, yeah, JVB not with J- uh, Tommy John. Cole wasn't there. And then, yeah. like, Framber Valdez. Yeah, Valdez yeah. He was good. But he's but still not, like, a household name. Wasn't there, isn't no. one of their pitchers Luis Garcia, too? Like, he's a, he was a rookie last yeah, year. Like, yeah, he's a. I know who you're talking yeah. about. I'm not, I don't think it's Luis Garcia. I, something. No, because there's. His last name's Garcia, I know. Yeah, something yeah. Garcia. He was good, but Luis they had Luis Garcia. That sounds familiar. He, there's two of them. There's one that plays for the Astros and one that plays for the Nationals. Um, but uh, no, as you said, not dominant, but very serviceable, at least. And the it was like a very offensive series, which was re- really entertaining to watch. Then Soler literally leading off the whole thing, first pitch with a bomb. Mm-hmm. That was when I knew him. Like, yeah, this Electric. is gonna be fun. <laughs> no, but that it was so weird watching the playoffs because I'm sitting there. Usually, you can kind of tell who's gonna win and who's gonna like advance. And last year, I'm like, every series, I'm like, this could literally go any single way. Like the Red Sox, uh, series that every series they were in, mm-hmm. it would seem like they had the best team in the playoffs, but you had no idea if they're gonna win or not. Yeah. I think like the Giants series took a lot out of the Dodgers mm-hmm. too, because that was a pretty intense series yeah. at the time. And you know, definitely helped. But that's not taking anything away from the Braves. The Braves, no. you know, were obviously were, were a really good team. They mm-hmm. won the World Series, but I don't know. I think it going did, into the playoffs, everyone the first couple games for sure. I think going into the playoffs, everyone. I think the Dodgers were probably the favorite on yeah. everyone to pick, but I mean, they bolstered up heavy at the deadline. Scherzer, yeah, and. Like, you didn't really see too much. Like, you, the Yankees with Gallo and Rizzo. I think what hurt the Dodgers, too, was Kershaw was hurt. Mm-hmm. Well, 
depending. I mean, yeah, if you get, <laughs> if you get regular season Kershaw instead of playoff Kershaw. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> either way, that's a big blow to lose. But I Kershaw got hurt on purpose. <laughs> so guys, he didn't want the shame. I really want back to back World Series, so I'm gonna get hurt. <laughs> I'm gonna help you guys out. I'm not gonna pitch. Okay, it's gonna be good. No, but yeah, they had dominant pitching too. Like the Dodgers, every single guy that they had, mm-hmm. they had Max Scherzer, Walker Bueller, Julio Urias, who was phenomenal for literally no reason he last year. So <laughs> and those are just your top three guys. Just the, like uh, yeah, just the oddest pitcher. And then their bullpen was good too. They had Blake Trinan coming off of a. Lower years, sign him, and he's like, yeah, I guess I'm just going to be super good now. Bruce Dar, who throws like a million miles an hour. Yeah. No, I am I still think they're going to be. You like the Dodgers, huh? I hate the Dodgers. <laughs> they... you're, you're talking like you're liking them. You're like, oh, they I have, like the players. They have this the guy franchise? And this guy. I mean, they've, <laughs> they've ruined me. I mean, he did have a man crush on Trey Turner when he was with the Nationals. Still do. Okay, well, Trey Turner is a beauty. Still do. Let's not forget that. That man is the Flash reincarnate. <laughs> no, but I think they'll still be good next year. A lot of the teams in the playoffs, though, with the how big the market was this year for free agents, I'm. it's hard to determine who's going to be phenomenal and who's going to be mid and then who's going to be bad. The only team I can really pinpoint on being bad is the Nationals. Pirates <laughs> and the Nationals. Those are the only two that I see. They're like... I think Cleveland. Cleveland will be bad. Yeah. yeah. Cleveland's going to But Cleveland always plays everyone tough, though. So that's... They always play <laughs> to their opponent's yeah. level. That's the, the thing for Cleveland that sucks is that they're going through a name change, like, at a bad time, too. Like, they're not going to be winning. Yeah. So the name's going to be worse. So they'll be like, like Washington you know, football like, team. Yeah. Exactly. No, Washington made the playoffs. Washington, Washington, like everybody liked the football team because they actually were successful. <laughs> they were the football team. They were like, "Oh, that's cool." So, yeah. you know, and, and now they're going to be bad because they got Carson Wentz, and but, it's going to be a whole situation. The Commanders just sounds like an XFL team. Yeah, the commies. <laughs> no, but and a thing with the Guardians too that they have to is they got to keep they got to stay healthy because Shane Bieber was hurt mm-hmm. for a lot of the time last year. They had. Emmanuel Classe and Jose Ramirez. Classe is tough. Classe is, I don't know how anybody hits off of him ever. Hundo. Easy. As a cutter? Easy. Like, I'm sure if he put, like, if you're putting him in for a single batter, like, get this out, he's throwing 106 miles an hour. (laughs) (laughs) That dude is insane. All right, turn it up, kid. (laughs) You got this one dude, literally just throw it down the middle. You would, no matter if the batter hit the ball, the bat would shatter. Like, that's how hard I think he could throw. <laughs> but if they stay healthy, they could be a third-place team. Like, that's my expectations for them as a third-place team. But within – and then they have Fran Mel Reyes. But he kind of costs runs in the field, but he also hits. So it's kind of like, all right. Yeah. But – It'll be fun to watch those players, but as a Guardians fan, I don't think I'd be able to watch games every single day. I think, like, lastly, I think we should talk about, like, the state of state of the game of baseball. 
on the up because that's 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 a big topic i mean you think it's on the up i mean a lot no so i think i think the laco definitely hurt the game of baseball a lot i mean a lot of people i mean obviously not us because us three are really we really like the game baseball we're like diehard fans and stuff but a lot of no we're not speak for yourself a lot a lot of the people like i was seeing on like twitter and stuff they're like a lot of them were like, oh, who cares if MLB misses games? You know what I mean? You'll have the NFL. You'll have, you know, NBA through June. I mean, it's like, even like, you're talking, talking with like friends and stuff. So like, MLB 162 games, who cares? Like, they should cut down the games anyways. But I care. But at the same time, it's like, I feel like the MLB, the problem with MLB is they don't market their players. It's hard. Like, you look at... LeBron, yeah, it's LeBron so James has more followers than like the top like five five to ten like play, like MLB <laughs> players like Mike Trout through you know Fernando Tatis and all those guys. Mm-hmm. He has all he has more followers on Instagram than all of them combined. Like how, See, ESPN needs to put baseball on ESPN once yeah. in a while, and that would help and, the game a lot. Like it, it, the the media doesn't promote baseball enough for whatever reason and it's because uh, it, it hurts the game it does yeah it, it, not involving it in like the mainstream conversations is the main reason that baseball isn't big mm-hmm. because we have players in the league right now that are you know electric factories by themselves and if we promoted those guys we'd see a big uptick yeah and the, yeah. the only don't. teams they talk about on espn and that is the yankees, yankees and, and the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. no but how i if there's one good thing to come out of this lockout, it is that they have made the game more accessible to outside viewers because a lot of the complaints were, oh, it's too slow, nothing's happening, blah, blah, blah. And now that they ban the shift, add the pitch clock, it's going to shorten games, but it's going to make it so there's more to those games. Like, you'll see more hits, you'll see more home runs, you'll see more close plays, all that instead of... More home runs. Well, I mean, uh, they, did they juice the baseballs again too? I well, hope so. Well, that's that's part of the pitch clock, though. Pitchers would be yeah. tired. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I I see it being a lot more viewer because, like, yeah. I mean, I, I get yeah. Mm-hmm. Baseball baseball takes a long time, but that I mean for for me that's part of it. I enjoy that. I, like, yeah. You know, I like I, I enjoy pitchers, so mm-hmm. I think that hurt or hurts the way I like to watch the yeah. game. Yeah. But it does but make then, it does make it easier for entertainment just on a general yeah, basis. It is gonna make you have to watch like if you want a pitching duel, you're gonna have to watch different teams. Like you're gonna have to go out and watch the Mets. You're gonna have to go out and watch the Dodgers. But like offensive games will be pretty upticked because like mm-hmm. you got with the Mets, you got Degrom throwing every five days. You got Scherzer. Those are gonna be good games either way. With Dodgers, you got Walker Bueller throwing every five days. And like even the Yankees got Garrett Cole, but it's not going to be like, oh, I can watch my team and maybe there'll be a a bunch of great pitching performances. Because if I'm thinking how it's going to be, there'll probably be a few here and there, but it won't be common. Yeah. Which will add, because like last year they had, what, eight, nine no hitters in a single season. Now that's going to, that number is going to be brought down. It's going to be. As a pitcher, yeah, but <laughs> was great. as a casual fan, like that's gonna be that's gonna hold more value now. 
is yeah, like, I don't know. wow, he you know hit a team in an offensive league that like crazy offensive league. People, that's... people still aren't going to care about that though. No. Like if, no. you, if you're not a pitcher, you don't care about that. <laughs> yeah. I get that. You know, that's, I feel that's like if you're, if you're just, but... if you're not a baseball fan, cause I enjoyed watching the no hitters. I watched the yeah. Logan Gilbert one while we were at work and or not Logan Gilbert. Who's the guy for the, uh, Diamondbacks first game. Yeah, the lefty. I can't yeah, well, I we watched that game at work, and I was like, "Wow, that's Diamond insane." Back. Yeah, it's <laughs> hard. <laughs> but uh, um, not a team I watch. No, but as a fan of what I like, this new era of baseball, will, it should be fun. I I think it'll be it, fun. It's still baseball, so yeah, I'm not. I don't have any problem. Like if I I can't wait. Also can't wait to stay up watching extra innings go longer than they did because there's no runner on second anymore. <laughs> it's just a new inning. Like See, that. that kind of defeats the whole purpose of making the game faster. Though, well, if you're speeding up the game, no, I, I, I hated the second, the I didn't guy mind on second base. This guy wanted to, I, I just it. want nine innings and that is it. <laughs> I want to end. Well, that's the problem with the Give me a most, most extra inning games to go into extra innings. Like, because the best pitchers are in, usually goes like 12, 13 minutes. No, but the thing and is. that's everyone's main problem with the game of baseball is that it takes too long. My Give, give me an extra inning game every day. Of yeah. Week. I wish every game I went to was, was an extra, extra inning Dude, game. I remember I went <laughs> I to the I went to a Brewers-Rockies game that went the 17th inning. That was the coolest thing. Like, And then in some of these games – it's probably like the 15th, 16th inning. It's a game that really doesn't matter. It's not divisional or anything. <laughs> oh, random guy that plays left field sometimes? Get on the mound. <laughs> we can't deal with this anymore. Like, Didn't Chris I, Davis have a save one time? Yeah. Hey, and we'll see if the Rays can do it. Go to extra innings all the time. We're going to see closer Brett Phillips way more often. <laughs> oh, a beauty. That is nice. Like, I do like seeing no, that's and if you think about it, it shortens the game. But it'll be if it's an extra. The game, the no, if it no the new rules like pitch clock and everything yeah. shorten the game. But you add extra innings, it's gonna be about think, the same time. Yeah, as but that's when, a problem. They're I, complaining about how well extra long innings are now. Extra innings aren't every game. What's I think it's I think it's a good balancing act because the majority of the time we're gonna get nine inning games that'll be faster. But then you keep like baseball purists happy by giving them true. Extra yeah. innings. I, I I think that's like, a reasonable, reasonable. And know, Matt, I know you hate the second or runner on second rule because in MLB the show it would fuck everybody. Well, everybody. yeah. So, and now that that's not a thing. the whole time, but yeah. still, in the actual <laughs> game of baseball, I don't like it. It it's, speeds up the game, and that's see, what they. I like when I, I want, if I I'm going to a game and it's extra innings, I want to be there as long as I possibly can. But that's because you like baseball. People okay. are people are do, trying to get into. Do you not? But, no, okay, but no, people, I'm saying people. What, people going like, to the game though aren't like. I I agree with you in the fact that like for people that already like baseball, not having run on seconds better. But mm-hmm. the whole problem with MLB is they're trying to expand the game right now. Yeah, and, and the, the, the like the, the, the main, the main point TV viewership though, right? But mm-hmm. like but, that, it's it's for it keeps. But, it but keeps the main TV point. But the main point of this is. They want to speed up the game so then they can attract more people because a lot of people don't like sitting there watching full baseball. Games. No, but if you think, but if it. you, you're you're doing all these stuff with the pitch clock and stuff to speed up the game, 
but yet if you have no runner on second base and extra innings go into like 15 innings, it's going to be the same outcome as, you know, not having a pitch clock. Yeah. So think about this. You're watching a game at home and you see, oh, guy on second, bunt him over, get a slap hit, you score a run, whatever. And that kind of is like you already know what's going to happen. Maybe they don't score. Maybe they don't get the bunt down. Who knows? But, but with what – my thing to that though is this whole that strategy though. A lot of yeah. a lot of managers don't like to bunt anymore. Yeah, I know. It is it is strategy, I'll agree with you. But if you're watching say you're new to baseball, you want to get into it, and if every single game in extras goes to it's the same thing over and over, you're gonna be like, Oh, change the channel, when, turn it on to a new game. When, when, but now when the bases are empty, you actually have to like manufacture it from scratch. But you not, don't get an automatic but, pass. But not the same thing happens every time, though, because not all managers want to bunt. Like, yeah. not, like the easy, like, say all of us are managers. Yeah. We're like, we're old school in the fact that, like, you got a guy on second, you're gonna want to bunt him over to third, so you have a runner on third oh, with one out. Contraire, my friend. Well, that's because <laughs> any, any any like reasonable guy that like, yeah is gonna be like, okay, bunt him over. You got a guy on third then, with one out. All you need is a fly ball. But but a lot of managers now. Like there's so many people strike out nowadays. It's either strike out or home run. Like I don't know, managers should be bunting more, in my opinion, in those type of situations. Yeah, but and I also saw a lot last year was somebody would bunt, get a run in, and then the next inning, uh, the team would try to do the same thing. See, They'd bunt the guy over, get the out at first, and the bat or the pitcher just walk the next batter. See, that's for not, the double play. That's that's the only like that's the only reason why I like the run around second rule is because like. Like you said, I think you, it, I well, one run, one run, yeah. but one run most of the time isn't enough. Yeah, but because like, because because if you score the one run, then the other team just gonna bunt the guy over the third, and then they're gonna get another. You know, I mean, they're gonna get a so fly you, ball. So you'd rather see that than just actual baseball. I like, it is actual baseball because yeah, no, like, you're kind of like it. It kind of just diminishes what's. But normally, but the whole, but the whole and point like of it dumbs though, it down into this scenario that everybody has to execute in order to continue that, the game. That's how baseball should be. Though. It, well, yeah, but you do that. You do that with no runners on base. Like everybody's trying. You try and get the first man on. Yeah, move but, around. But the whole point that's of that baseball. That's the, the whole point whole of the time. second thing, though, is too is one like, run isn't always enough. I, Where if if you start from scratch, really in extra innings, all you really need is one run because you bring in, you score the one run, you bring in their closer, and then. Hell yeah! I I just see it <laughs> kind of as like a like a handout. Like okay, you guys couldn't do it enough in the nine innings. Just take a guy on second, see yeah. if you can score. I I, I find that but to be like it's the same thing though with like the NFL, where you get to, say you got the runner on second and stuff. The NFL is you score a touchdown, and it's over. It's kind yeah, of like I, the same type of situation. Yeah. <laughs> so, but you know what I mean. Though? I guess I it makes sense, but I would. Personally, I hated the like at first. I thought it was kind of cool. Like in the COVID season, I mean, people just wanted to get games, whatever. I thought it was just gonna last one year, but after that, when they kept it, I'm like, that's this is the dumbest thing. Didn't like it because like nine inning games, you go if it's tied. Like if I'm at a game and I go, it's nine innings still tied, and I just see bunting the rest of the game. I'm gonna be like. I'm gonna well, leave to beat traffic, and not everybody's gonna do that. But <coughs> yeah, it, like it, it's just I don't know. I don't like. It. 
I, I would rather just see more baseball mm-hmm. if like it's not if the game's not over the game's not over it, it makes the game don't more... try don't try and force it to an ending yeah because i think that's that diminishes the excitement of because because what you want to see in extras is that big that big moment at the end you get the you know the walk off hit or whatever like and you're diminishing that by putting a guy out there already to because mm-hmm. now you're expecting it it's not the it's not the same special moment that it would have been yeah kind of that that's for me at least i i think most people would enjoy that like more, when so when i, I when i think of extra inning games i think of the game like the david freeze home run in the world series because like tied or down by two going to the bottom of the ninth and one of you guys hits a home run. You start from scratch. They start to manufacture runs. You're like, oh, they're not going to be able to come back from this. But then they do, and it just keeps going back and forth. That's more exciting than having a guy automatically on second. And it, if you give up a home run in the in extras, your team's kind of deflated, I feel like. It's kind of like, oh, they just scored two runs off of one hit, and like they just got a free run off of it. And it's kind of like, well, we got that guy, but can we hit a home run too? Like that kind of thing. First of all, with back to the David Freeze thing, the voice of the World Series, Joe Buck, signed with the with ESPN, had an iconic call <laughs> on the David Freeze home run. We'll see you, you tomorrow, tomorrow night. <laughs> iconic. <laughs> that was one of the most iconic calls ever. <laughs> but. Yeah, I mean, I get where, what you guys are saying about mm-hmm. that. Um, like I, like I told you off the camera, I'm like, I, me as a baseball fan, like thinks that you know going back to the old rules is best. But as far as like them wanting to speed up the games and try and get more people interested, I feel like you know the second guy in second would be a better option just because it shows more of the game. Well, it, it's it's trying to push it to you're trying to do the speed to the point where you're kind of pushing away from the actual game. You have to try and make people enjoy the game that's already in place. Yeah. I, I feel like you can't, you can't change your game just because you think it'll be better just for like a newer viewership or like people that aren't interested in the game. You, like, like the, the, what was that, that like uh football league that tried to do it where like fans could pick plays. So they're like, XFL. The was it XFL? Yeah. But well, anyway, it's like doing that. Like you're trying to do something too much. Like you're trying to make it for viewers too much, and it's not about the game anymore. Yeah, I guess. Like for me, at least, I, I, that's yeah. kind of what I think. When, but with the extra or like extra innings now being normal, I think it'll be more like with new viewers. It'll cause more excitement in the later half of the game, but that's just me on the outlook. I don't know if it's cause that's how I was before the runner on second. Like I looked forward to seeing uh, yeah. extra inning games, seeing like what could happen. And it kind of just got to be rinse and repeat after they had it for a year and they kind of figured out like, okay, we need to do this. And like, I don't know as the, away team it is kind of frustrating though because you never know how much runs you're gonna actually have to score Mm -hmm. like i feel like the home team definitely has a 
big advantage in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I. Either way, I think. I I think it's just good that that rule doesn't exist anymore. So. Keeps baseball baseball. Yeah. By so. doing this, I think it's a good decision. Yes. <laughs> Do we have anything else, or is that it for today? No. Let me run through the memory bank here. I think it's pretty good. We've been going for a while. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's probably we. Well, we're not going to be able to record one for another minute here. So, yeah. and oh, by, yeah. by the time we are able to record, baseball will officially be back, and you know we'll have plenty of stuff to talk about. And free, once free agents will have already signed, so we'll kind of get a judge on which teams are going to be the better teams and which teams are going to be yeah. the weaker teams. Yeah, so. and a good thing too, I guess I could say it that once baseball season starts, we'll at least be able to do um, like a Zoom call or Skype or whatever and do it because I finally got my PC set up and I can do it from my house because – and then Mason will be at school. Matt's probably going to be at home. (laughs) (laughs) It's not that hard for me to come back on a weekend though. We literally just have to plan it so you guys yeah. are free. Yeah. But, but if it works, then we could save you the gas being $5 a gallon. And it would only be for a couple of months anyways because yeah. summer is right around the corner. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So I think it could work, but we'll start. Hopefully. I, I would like to come back and get one in before opening day. It's all yeah. About, it's again, all about the content. Uh, that would be the plan. Before yeah. opening day, we'll get another one. But, and we'll run from there. But yeah, even but it'll be nice too that we can finally have a good schedule on it, and yeah, so I just like doing it whenever. And it's yeah. well, it's back, back to summer, then we'll be able yeah, to do it regularly it, again. It's back to uh, like how it was before because all of us are free on Saturday again, so or at least I am normally <laughs> Saturday night after work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't mind doing that. Yeah. we? Go have some fun. Yeah. yeah. But so we'll have that. Sounds but good to me. it's a good almost what is this hour and forty five minutes now? Hour and forty? Hour ten. Yeah. No. No, because no. we, we had three thirty. No, it's an hour and forty. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. Right now. Yeah. We had Pretty a good. lot of stuff to catch up on, which was nice, but hope you guys enjoyed it. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Check it us out on Instagram and Twitter. Hopefully we'll start. Give us a- Big doing like some and stuff follow. on Twitter and uh, yeah, thanks for listening. We'll Subscribe. Catch you next time. <laughs>